man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. I'm going to try to screw this up here, but it's called, uh, I believe, ayahuasca, which is a, which is a psychedelic tea. Nice. Way to work sports. sports. Hello world and welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports Talk. I'm your host as always, Jonathan, with my co-host Vince. Vince, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. Glad to be back. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're glad to have you. So today, my friend, we have some wild stuff to talk about. Uh, It's going to be a heavy NFL. Uh, Actually, it's going to be 100% NFL talk. So if if you're a football fan... Be ready for this. We got some uh, good stuff on topic. So, first, before we get into uh, our topics, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to my oldest son. He turned seven yesterday, so we give a shout out to him. Happy birthday, Cole! Birthday. So, yep, yep, yep. Big man went to Legoland. Had a good old time. So, all right. Now let's roll into the topics. Now that we're done with the formalities. And uh, today, we're going to go ahead and open the door with a little Mr. Aaron Rodgers admitting to taking a psychedelic drug during his two back-to-back MVP seasons back when he was dating Danica Patrick. So, <laughs> this one, Vince, to me is, is wild because we know the NFL's policy on all kind of different stuff, right? You can't do different types of drugs and all this and that. And you have Rodgers out there just straight up admitting to going to Peru and then drinking this tea. Now, I'm not going to try to screw this up here, but it's called, uh, I believe, ayahuasca, which is a, which is a psychedelic tea. That right. Now, he says it opened his mind. It did all this and that, right? So, my question to you is, first off. Why does man go all the way to Peru to do this? I know this stuff's floating around America. Why he go to Peru? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and secondly, now that he's admitted to it, he admitted to doing this during his two MVP seasons. Do you see old, uh, old Mr. Roger Cordell doing anything in the NFL coming down on them about this? Or is this man just going to be allowed to, to go out and be hippy dippy whenever he wants to be oh uh, i'm i'm gonna start off with saying uh, this is one of the few things i tell my son um sometimes you should just keep your mouth shut <laughs> first off I'm, I'm just gonna go off on, on on that one uh start off with that secondly do i see roger goodell trying to do something yes absolutely i do however I don't know too much of the the the, the writing in the the CBA um, for him. I mean, how can you charge somebody if you didn't? You know, how can you punish him if you didn't? You technically didn't catch him. You didn't catch him in the act. He did tell on himself. Um, <laughs> but I will say this: he better not take that this year. He's probably going to have like maybe five or six drug tests minimum. Oh, yeah, it'll be one of them random things where it's like, you've been random drug testing. It's like, it's crazy. I was random drug test last week and the two weeks before that. 
Yeah. Here's my thing, right? He. Do you charge him if he did it in Peru? I mean, this dude flew. <laughs> this dude flew down on the other side of the equator to go drink some <laughs> psychedelic tea. Like this man was trying to get as far away from the U.S. to drink this tea as possible. So do you charge him for what he does outside the country? Is that a, I mean, could that be a loophole? I don't know. I mean, the, I, I think that's something we should probably follow up on and, and like read in the CBA what, what it, you know, in regards to illegal drug use. I mean, is it even an illegal drug? I mean, it's plant-based. I mean, is it, what's the list of things that you can't take? Yeah, is it uh, uh, is it mind altering? I mean, obviously, but does that in the CBA does that does that state you can't take mind altering thing? I'm telling you what, this dude has went on the deep end as of recently. I know you've seen his uh his new little girlfriend, whatever her name is, Blue or whatever. They're out there, man. They're out there. Hey, this uh this world takes all kind of people to 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 make it go around, but. I'm just waiting to see this man when he goes to his Hall of Fame speech, walking up there with like, you know, a, a bone in his nose and like tribal paint all down him and stuff like that, you know. And he tells us he's been living on some island with some indigenous tribe for the last, you know, ten years after the NFL. Like I'm just waiting for that. It's going to be something wild like that's got to be. Well, I just pulled up the policy and program of substance abuse for the CBA. Mm-hmm. And it says the NFL and the NFL players association prohibit players from the illegal use of possession, use possession and distribution of drugs, including, but not limited to cocaine, marijuana, synthetic cannabinoids, opiates, opioids, MDMA, and PCP. Now this is the catch all, you know, we, we, we served in the Marine Corps. So we know this, this is the, the catch all right here is, is including, but not limited to, mm-hmm. If they want to deem that as illegal, but they can. Here's here's my loophole in it, right? Here's why I think he gets a loophole. It is illegal in the USA. Mm-hmm. He broke no laws by doing it in Peru. It's the same thing, right? If uh, if you're in America and you are in a country or you're in a state that doesn't allow, you know, marijuana use, and then yeah. you fly to Amsterdam. And you can do whatever over there, right? Absolutely. When you come back here, they can't charge you for that. So no, they can't. It, now the, the military is different, obviously, right? Because once they do a drug test on you, you pop, boom, gotcha, right? So can he really be charged for something he did that wasn't illegal in another country? It depends on the NFL Players Association because it is a union. I I don't see them. Charging oh, him to give no. because it's going to give Roger Goodell more power, and they don't. They they were put in place to to literally fight against the man, you know. Yep. So I don't see them. Yeah, I don't see nothing happening to him. Do I think something should happen to him? Uh, that's a hard topic to, to try to put out there. I don't. I don't personally think the dude went to another country. He went. He didn't break any laws in that country. So to me, to say yes, he needs to be charged and suspended he went to another country man he went to to great lengths to try to get away with it it's not illegal there so i i personally do not believe he needs to be charged i don't think he should either i i, I think you're gonna he's just gonna have to eat this however in the next collective bargaining agreement i'm pretty sure this is gonna get brought up 
I, I think so too. I don't know. I don't know how it, it couldn't be brought up. I mean, I feel like you probably should just shut your mouth and brought it up after the fact. You you, you don't have too many more years in the NFL, I would assume. So you should have brought, brought that up during his retirement speech. <laughs> yeah, like yo, back when I won back to back MVPs, I was tripping on some psychedelic tea down in Peru. Like, <laughs> it was mind altering because he said it opened his mind. Right? I bet it did, but I bet it did. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, so uh, now that we're done talking about the psychedelic teas that uh, Hippie Rogers is drinking. Let's roll into a wide receiver contract that just came out not too long ago. And this guy, I believe, deserved his contract. This is a big old Debo for the 49ers, right? So he got a three-year contract, $71.55 million. $58.1 million guaranteed. So the first question, Vince, was he worth it? Yes, he was worth it. I'm trying to find where there is a clause in there where if he rushes over a certain amount of yards, he gets an extra payday. Vince, I'm going to need you to quit looking at my notes here. That was my next part. Yeah, so he gets, it's almost $2 million. I believe the number is $1.98 million, I want to say it was, uh, if he's used as a running back. And you know he's going to be used as a running back. I think it's a great cause. I think he needs to be in there because a running back, they get more abuse and more punishment than a wide receiver does. So I think it needs to be in there. You know what I mean? You're Theoretically, you're shortening this man's NFL career by using him as that. So yeah, he should get paid. He should get paid, rightfully so. So I, I, I definitely think he's worth it. This dude is a Swiss Army knife. He is the Cordell Patterson, right? The, the Darren Sproles, you know, all these players that have come before him or that are still in there that just do everything, but he's doing it at a whole nother level. I mean, this man is out there putting out to a to a degree that we've not seen in a long time a player that's just been able to do all these different positions like this. I mean, man's crushing it. You know, yeah, when, just based off his versatility, yeah, absolutely. When you break down everything, he what he means to that team and everything he does – how could you? How can you argue otherwise? Like, I got it. He's not. You know, he doesn't have the most receiving yards, and he doesn't have the most rushing yards. I got it. But there's some stats that are hard to measure. You know, and that's the value that he brings to that team. And it's a lot, man. I, I think honestly, he's part of the reason that team is put in the position they are. You know, the past few years. I think he's worth it. I think he's worth it. I would have paid him. I don't know what the issue was prior with him and. You know, Shanahan, and, and, and is he going? He's definitely not staying. He is. He's not. I don't know what all that was. I don't know if it was shows that he would get a bigger contract. I don't know what it was. But had they let that man go, they'd have regretted that move. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I, I don't see how you can't pay that man that money. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the 2019 draft right now and looking at receivers that came out of there. You got Hollywood Brown that came out. Who just got arrested. Carry on. Yeah, who just got arrested. Um, You got Nikhil Harry. Who's a bust. Who was a bust, right? And then Debo Samuels was selected in the second round. 36th overall. So you had all those guys. I mean, it was was pretty – it was a defensive-heavy draft the first round. You had defensive and offensive tackle. Yeah, very heavy. But 
two teams passed up on him, he wouldn't have had. Oh, that's this is another thing. I, I got a question for you. Do you think Debo Samuel's would be Debo Samuel's if he was playing in Baltimore? Do you mean do I think he would do what he does right now? With he's doing a lot of running and a lot of uh, receiving if he went to Baltimore. Correct. Yeah. So if I think if you to put him in Baltimore, yes. And here's why I think, right? Uh, do I think he would have had the down-the-field movement that he has? No, I think he would have done a lot. There would have been a lot more slants. He'd have been a receiver like Mike Thomas for the Saints, right? A lot more slants and stuff like that. King of the slants. But I think he definitely would have because that that is a heavy rushing attack team. So I think they would have used him as a running back as well because to me that adds another level to your team. You got a quarterback that runs a lot. Now you got a running back that runs a lot. Now you got a wide receiver that runs a lot. You know, are you going to hit him with the wide receiver screens? Are we going to hit him with a slant? Are we going to motion him at the last minute to the backfield and pitch it off to him? Are we going to fake it, run it with the quarterback, run to the running back? What are we going to do? I think, to me, I think he would have been a better fit for them had they used him like this now because there's no guarantee they would have known to use him like this or would have. I think he would have been a better fit than Hollywood Brown there. I think he would have added more levels of depth, more levels, you know, of mystery to what they're going to do. You line up, you put, you know, everybody in tight, the big fullback back there, the running back back there. You know what's about to happen. But now you take that wide receiver and put him to the side, and now you're like, okay, is the wide receiver going to motion in? He's sitting in the backfield. Is he going to come out and go open for a catch? Is they going to try to get a mismatch with a linebacker on him? Or is he going to run it? What is he doing? Like, you right. have to, you got to have an intelligent linebacker to be able to read that and defensive ends and defensive tackles that know how to keep him contained and can get out and keep him contained. So I think he would have been Debo Samuel had they, had they come up with the idea to use him as such. But there's no guarantee they would have done that. I mean, who knows? Hollywood Brown could have done that for them, and they just never tried. I think Kyle Shanahan is a better head coach as far as figuring play schemes out and coming up with ideas than Harbaugh ever will be. Yeah, I, 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 hands down, I think he's better than um, than Hollywood Brown. He's definitely better than him. So I, I, I agree with you on that too. I think it would. Um, it would be a little bit, it'd be a whole lot better. Not a little bit. It'd be a whole lot better if Debo was there for um, Lamar Jackson. Do you ever get tired of needing to look in multiple places to find the headlines of the day? You have an app for the stock market. You have an app for your favorite sports teams. You even have an app to see which celebrities are making headlines. Well, now you don't have to have multiple apps in order to know what's going on in the world. Just one. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app that brings all of your favorite topics right to you, all from one place. Browse articles that you choose from, sports, tech, Bitcoin, science, your favorite celebrities, and more. The best part is all of your favorite topics are read by real people. They even have podcasts and digital radio. Imagine having the entire web completely listenable and all in one place. Now you can with Newsly. Download and use Newsly for free now on any iOS or Android device and use promo code WSTS to receive a one-month free premium subscription. That promo code again is WSTS. Stop scrolling and start listening today with Newsly.
All right, so with that being said, now that we jumped over to Hollywood Brown and the Cardinals, let's talk about what is going on in Arizona. So obviously we had already talked about Hollywood getting arrested. Um, there seems to be an issue in the NFL, right, with, with players. I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and be bold with this, and I think that the, player, the issue is not with players not understanding laws. I think the issue is players thinking they're above the law. I mean, how many players so far have we seen get arrested for going extremely fast in an area that they shouldn't be? And now you got, excuse me, you got Henry Ruggs right now that is facing a good period in prison because he was Probably going... Probably the rest of his life. Probably. He'll never play another NFL down. I can tell you that. That will never happen. And that's because of the way he was driving, and he killed a young woman, unfortunately. So now you have Hollywood Brown doing it as well, right? He didn't kill anybody, but, you know, and he's going over 80 miles an hour. I, I don't know the exact speed. Uh, do, do you know how fast he was going? Yeah, he actually was going 126 in a 65. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You're talking about Hollywood Brown now, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, and and this is the crazy thing. This is this is like you know separate uh, church and state here in Arizona. Anything over twenty miles per hour, um, that's posted the the posted speed limit. It is only a misdemeanor. So it doesn't matter if he's doing one twenty six or eighty five. That's see now I, I don't agree with that. Um, I don't agree with that either because that, that dude right crazy. there. I mean that I mean he hit somebody. We have a, a Henry Ruggs two going on. You know, yeah. that's. There has to be something. Something has to get done, man. This cannot be. This can't keep happening. These players think they are. They make the millions. They get these, you know, cars. They get these trucks. They get these SUVs. Whatever it is, and they just think they're untouchable. This, this has to stop because they are putting citizens, everyday people like you and me, they're putting them in harm's way. This got to stop. So. That's my little soapbox with that. I know we kind of that's that's wild about the speed. I know we kind of broke away from what we were going to talk about, but let's talk about the coaches now with that team, right? Because the players are obviously acting wild. James Saxon, that name maybe not mean a whole lot to you, right? right? But that's the running back coach. He is being charged with domestic abuse, two counts. One of them is a felony, one of them is a misdemeanor. And I'm just going to read you a little quote that was uh, that he said to the woman that he was beating, right? So they got in trouble, or they got into an altercation at Costco and originally. I guess they were arguing about which paper towels to buy. and uh, That's not really what they were arguing about, was it? I don't know what it was. I just assumed that it was, you know, I, I understand oh, maybe, maybe he thought they had enough paper towels and the wife didn't think so. I don't know. So, oh God, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, they get into Costco, and then they go home, and they're arguing, and uh, he's, you know, putting a whooping on her, which is not okay, and he yells at her, you got your gun? You might as well just shoot me now. So, if you're saying stuff like that, right, you're not just pushing them grabbing your arm right you you're telling them pretty much 
you should be fearful for your safety at this point. Right? If you're telling somebody you better get your gun and shoot me. If you tell me and I'm in that position of getting beat up by whoever and you tell me that. I'm thinking I need to start worrying about possibly fearing for my life. Because why else would I, why else would I need to shoot you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why is this man still coaching? I, I, I don't know. Um, the biggest issue I have from the team standpoint is this happened in May. Mm-hmm. And they knew about it. Yep. They knew about this and they didn't they didn't do anything. No damage control, no nothing. They had no damage control. Out. They just said, shh, 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 don't talk about it. Yeah. Like no, like somebody wasn't gonna find this out. This is public record. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to step in front of this, like get ahead of this at all. And I find that very efficient. I... But the same day but but the same day that Hollywood Brown goes to jail. It's all over the news. But a coach, we find out two months later. Here's what bothers me about it, right? This isn't a head coach. This isn't an offensive lineman. This is a running back coach, man. Now, I can tell you, the Cardinals are not pushing up top-tier running backs right now. Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. I mean, hell, look what they did to Connor. Exactly. So you're telling me, first off, first off, right, this man's not worth it. Nobody is worth that, right? There is no place in sports for somebody who is given a blessing. You know, you're getting paid to coach sports, something that a lot of us watch, you know, and play for fun. You're getting paid to this. It's a dream job, you know, for a pro organization there is no place for this had he been at your local high school he'd have been fired immediately absolutely been a middle school coach they would have fired him the minute that he got booked gone yet the nfl turns a blind eye you're telling me there's not thousands of other running running back coaches that would take his position come on man come on that shows your organization that you you turn a blind eye you don't care hey we don't care don't let everybody find out. And then when they find out, uh, it's all right. We'll get ahead of it. This dude is not worth it. Nobody's worth it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's 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 it's, it's a shame. It's um the level of uh, accountability. The 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 players are held to a higher standard mm-hmm. than the staff. I mean, people. <laughs> there is players, right? And I don't want to get into it too too deep just yet because we're going to talk about it here in a minute. But there's players like Ray Rice, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not condoning what Ray Rice did. But Ray Rice's wife, fiance at the time, was beating this man. Now, was she hurting him? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm not in that situation. I'm not getting hit. I don't know how hard she's hitting him. I don't know if she's hitting him somewhere in his face, you know, that's tender. I don't know if the dude got his teeth pulled the day before and she's smacking him in it. I don't know. But it was uncalled for what she was doing, right? And then it was uncalled for what he did back. He hit her. Boom. One hit. Now, I think what made him look so bad was he was dragging her like she was a dead body out of the elevator. Like, that did not look good. And then grabbed the damn flip-flop after he dragged her out. <laughs> I forgot about the flip-flop. The 
flip-flop. Nobody wants to talk about the flip-flop. Like, it's just crazy. Like, it, the flip-flop was, it came off. <laughs> I forgot did, about the he, flip-flop. He, he did what he did. Oh. It was wrong. But then he, at least he had the common decency to grab the flip-flop. Oh, my God. Well, I'm, I, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. Um, <laughs> my thing was, he, he came and told him, hey, I made a mistake, right? I made a mistake. The woman then came back and said, yo, I made a mistake. We both acknowledged we were wrong. He's since married to this woman, man. You know what I mean? And the NFL crucified this dude, and he's never played again. This man is not a player. This man's a coach. He doesn't have athletic ability to get out there. I'm not paying to watch him coach. I'm paying to watch Ray Rice play. You know what I mean? Now, do I think Ray Rice deserved another chance? I think people make mistakes. That is a big mistake. I'm glad I'm not in that position to have to make that call. You know, I, I don't want to make that call. It's a very uncomfortable call. And no matter what you're going to do, you're going to, you know, make one side or the other upset. But this man shouldn't be coaching. There's no way you can argue that. There's no way you can argue that and, and have any morals or decency to you. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong at all. I mean, we, if we're if we're going to talk about Ray Rice, we'll also talk about the fact that th- th- this is another inconsistency here. Ray Rice didn't hide this from the NFL. Nope, he, he did not hide that. that. He was upfront and honest with mm-hmm. the NFL, and they said, "You know what? Don't worry about it. We're going to go ahead and we'll, we'll suspend you for, you know, what was it six games? I think it was. It wasn't much initially until the video came out." Yeah, and then the video comes out, and then the NFL wants to play damage control again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to get too much in that, too, because we got a very heavy topic um, about that at the end. So let's roll into something funny first, then, right? <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, your boy Kareem Hunt, the same uh, the same gentleman that decided he was going to uh, punt some woman's face like it was a football... <laughs> Right. That Kareem Hunt, the same one that his decency and morals are being questioned a little bit, is now obviously on the Browns, and he requested a trade. And uh, what did the Browns say to that trade? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, like this, and this is this happened this morning. Yeah, yeah, this happened this morning. I want a trade. No, <laughs> I mean. What does he think his value is, though? Like, where are you going, dude? How many rushing yards did he have last year? You said 300 and what? 386. So where is he going? What do you think? This is like a toxic relationship. This is like (laughs) he said he wanted to break up, and the Browns said no. (laughs) Yeah, but like, (laughs) it's like it's one of the Browns said, no one's going to love you better than we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's going to love you like I do. (laughs) I took you in when you put that... That case was in that girl's face, and this is how you want to do me? Uh, we've been through it. <laughs> been oh, through it all. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Poor guy. Hey, yeah. well. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you don't like it, retire. Everybody else does. Yeah. Um, hey, so on to another topic here real quick. <laughs> Oh man, I had to, I I had to throw the cream hunt thing out there. That was too funny. Uh, I loved you when no one did. You're not going anywhere. Oh man. So on to the next topic here, and this is kind of what we really want to lead into today, and kind of 
really dig in heavy to. This is leading into it. But this is the Miami and old Tom Terrific. And the scandal that kind of happened with them. Sean Payton. Right. All their little issues. So, for anybody out there that's not familiar with this situation. Initially, there was... Right, so I don't want to dig too deep into it, but initially there was Brian Flores coming out and saying that they were paying me to tank, and they were, you know, there was this and there was that. There was some, you know, allegations I think of uh, of like racial stuff, and it was this wild thing that was thrown out there. Right, a lot of different allegations, and one of the things that was brought up was that the Dolphins were trying to get Tom Brady. And Sean Payton to come play with them. And obviously it was denied. Sean Payton, no, no, no. Which he's a sleazeball anyways. That's a whole other story. Um, can't stand the dude. Do not have any respect for the man. Uh, but that's my personal opinion. And Tom Brady was like, nah, it wasn't going to happen. Well, then a couple weeks pass. And more information leaks out that maybe this was true. You know, there was talk about Tom Brady was going to become a minority owner in Miami. And then he was going to use that to influence him to hire Sean Payton. And then he was going to sell his stuff and they were going to trade for him there. Which, to me, had that happened, that would have really done some damage to the NFL, right? Because now you have, you got Shady Dillons going on into the into the NFL. So now it looks even more rigged. You know, a lot of people say the NFL's rigged. Well, now it definitely is rigged at this point. Now, how, what, to what level do y'all rig it, you know? Right. So that's really bad. Well, the owner of the Dolphins, I guess, was investigated, Vince, and, and you read a little bit about this and can probably speak to it a little bit more, but he was found innocent in the investigation is what his statement said when he released his statement. However, he's not going to appeal his suspension that came from... Roger Goodell and the two draft picks that they had to forfeit, a first round this upcoming year and a third round the following year, he's also has to pay $1.5 million. What's up with that? Like, I don't know what to think about it. He didn't appeal it, and part of me says, okay, because you, you don't want to be a detriment to the team. Let this drag out because it will, and it'll be, you know, background noise. Your players will be asked about it during press conferences, all this and that. But the other part of me says, are you admitting to being guilty? There's a lot of stuff that says you are guilty. And then there's the third layer to this. Roger Goodell just doing what Roger Goodell wants to do, like always. So what's your thoughts on this? My my biggest issue is the inconsistency here. Um, and we, we spoke about this a little bit earlier offline. And it's a suspension that was handed down to the Patriots. Um, during the deflate gate scandal, mm-hmm. they were fined $1 million and two draft picks. Mm-hmm. And that's for violating the integrity of the game. Yep. To me, this is worse. This is worse to me because you're, 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 you're sitting on the sideline. I mean, you're tampering with other players for one. And then allegedly, asking players or asking your coach to tank games, which is another thing that I thought was kind of weird. At first he admitted to, excuse me, he didn't admit. He said that he never asked Brian Flores to 
tank games. In the second breath, he's like, I don't recollect that conversation happening like that. And if I did say it, it was, he shouldn't have taken it seriously. Why mention it in, in any instance that, at that point? I just don't understand the motive. And then you're talking to representatives for Brady and Peyton while they're under contract with other teams. Why are you doing that? It's dirty. It just doesn't make any sense. It's dirty. It just doesn't. I At first here, I thought that the punishment was too harsh. But the more and more that I read about this, it just, you know, when it don't make sense, don't try to make sense of it. Which is probably why he doesn't want to appeal the, the ruling. Oh, I'll take this. This is all you're going to give me? Yeah, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna argue about it. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I could. I can see that. Well, that leads us into our next little topic. Now that we're on Roger Goodell here, and that is the suspensions that he has handed down. Uh, the most recent is Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension, which, in my opinion, is is not harsh enough, and I'll explain why in a minute. But he's handed down his suspensions a lot in his uh, time as the commish. So Deshaun Watson, right, we'll, we'll just go ahead and start with that one. Deshaun Watson was accused, now I don't want to say guilty, um, that's not for me to decide one way or the other, but he was accused of sexual harassment or sexual assault of 24 different women. He has since settled with 20 of them, and there was a investigation done by a woman, and I'll let you talk on her in just a minute, Vince, because I know you got some juicy stuff on that. She said that there should be a six-game suspension. Now, I do know that Roger Goodell is saying, no, it should be longer. And like I said, I do agree. Deshaun Watson's camp is fighting it, said we shouldn't be suspended at all. Here's where I disagree, and here's where I feel there needs to be something set in place. Big Ben, accused of sexually assaulting one woman. Suspended for six games. I think it was later knocked down to four. Ray Rice, we spoke on this earlier, right? The domestic abuse of his fiance at the time and later wife. Suspended indefinitely. I don't remember what his suspension was before the video came out. There may not even have been one at the time. it was six games. Okay, I couldn't remember if there even was one at the time. But I know he was suspended indefinitely. Michael Vick. Suspended indefinitely for... For admitting to dogfighting charges. This dude admitted to it. Now, I'm starting to see a trend here. When you admit to something, you get a much worse punishment, right? So he admitted, and later it was changed and uplift and, uh, and, and overturned. But he was suspended for a long period of time till then. It was two years, by the way. I meant two, two games. Two games. Ray Rice? Yes, two games. I'm okay. sorry. I, I wanted to make that correction. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, two games. Here's the one I really have the biggest issue with, right? Deshaun Watson accused of sexual assault. Ben, Big Ben accused of sexual assault. Ray Rice, domestic abuse. Um, Michael Vick, animal abuse. Calvin Ridley suspended for one year for gambling on sports that he wasn't even involved in at the time. So for people who don't know, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, Last year took a mental health leave of absence. Said he needed to focus on some stuff. Uh, had some stuff going on in his personal life. And while away, he bet $1,000 on a five-leg parlay. Now, for people who don't know what that is, 
you you bet on a game and the outcome or over under or whatever it may be but it continues to you have to win the bets all the way through and as you win it multiplies your payout by so much but you have to win the whole thing right so it's a you know if, uh, if it's a five leg parlay he has to win all five right or whatever the rules are for that parlay but he bet on a five leg par- five leg parlay and the final one was the Atlanta Falcons winning the game they played in. Not losing, winning. It was found out that he had bet on it, and Roger Goodell suspended this man for a full year. This wasn't a game he was playing. These were games across multiple sports leagues. I do understand the, the thought process of you don't want another Pete Rose situation, right? I get it. But Pete Rose is playing. But Pete Rose is playing, Exactly. So this is what ticks me off about this. You suspend this dude for a year? A year. And he wasn't harming anybody. The man was away from football. So that means if, if I was a free agent and I was betting on, on games, are you would you would you have that same energy? Would you suspend me? Well, that's basically what Calvin really was. He wasn't playing. He'd stepped away for the season. He was on the non injury list. This dude wasn't yeah, playing, and, and you suspend him for a year? He loses over $11 million for missing the season. Say it. It, it kind of ticks me off, which leads me into the bigger issue here. Roger Goodell. I know a lot of people don't like him. This dude has a God complex, I believe, and he is just doing whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do. There's no rhyme or reason. There's players that have been accused of domestic assault. Some of them he slaps on the wrist. There has to be something out there, so I'll let you. I'll let you tell your little piece, Vince, about it all. And I know you got some, uh, some, some good talking points on old, on old uh, judge there, Judge Judy or whatever her name is. So, go for it. Well, my thing is, is I don't. Based off the inconsistency that Goodell does when it comes to these suspensions, she can't go with what they recommend for because of what you suspend other players for. Ben Roethlisberger had six. It got dropped down to four. And then you have Deshaun Watson. I mean, come on, man. Like Six six games, which if I were him, I'd shut up. You shouldn't be playing at all this year, if not more. Um, and, and it should be an indefinite suspension with provisions that you have to go through to prove that you have learned from your mistakes and it was it, they would see fit, and I think that it should be an outside source that actually deems it fit. Someone that's not being paid by the NFL, and she even said that she believes that he should be suspended for more than that. But based off of your history, I can't do that. And now you're upset, and you want to appeal it, and that's where my problem lies with this whole ordeal. Judge Harvey is the presiding judge over this whole ordeal, and and. This is why I have a problem with Harvey. He is employed by the NFL. He is on the Diversity Advisory Committee. He actually provided input and counsel um, to the personal conduct policy in, uh, in February this year and also gave input on Ezekiel Elliott's suspension in 2019, I want to say it was. So I find it very hard to think that based off of the first ruling of six games, they're going to put somebody in that they're employing, and he's going to, he's going to get, Goodell's going to get what he wants. Because that's, hey, I'm paying you, 
and now you're going to give me what I want. There's no way in hell I see him getting anything less than indefinite. I just find it very hard for them to con- continue on this path here because Roger Goodell has too much power. He has way too much power. And the NFL players, back when they were getting their um, the, the CBA orchestrated they because of the, the thing was a lot it was a lockout at one point wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah during during that lockout they were trying to hurry up and get the season running and and because of that that clause that it, it goes as far as suspensions and what roger Dale, goodell can do per the cba everything can be appealed but ultimately the first ruling that they get the nfl can appeal it and roger goodell can either be the judge jury and executioner of that of that whole ordeal or they can have somebody else rule over the appeal but it's at the discretion of roger goodell so it ultimately goes back to him in which i didn't like the fact that they did this appeal he got six games and then basically what it looks like to me is is like well look i'm not in control of this anymore somebody else is ruling on this and it looks like the nfl's like oh we'll see what the public says about the suspension and then that'll dictate whether or not we appeal. And that has to change. There's too much control for Roger Goodell. I, we know he's a power freak. Like, we know he just wants to have control of everything. I mean, his contract, which was mind-blowing that they even did it, but his contract for being commissioner affords him a private jet for the rest of his life. I mean, there's yeah. just stuck in there that, like, this dude... I don't think this dude's been good for, for football at all. I really don't. Yep. From turning it into the no fun league to some of the other things that he's done in the past. Suspensions. I mean, it definitely felt like for years there he just had it out for Tom Brady and the Patriots. There was always stuff on them, but nobody else. You know, it's just like there was never any consistency with this dude. I could respect him if he said, hey, here is the guidelines for this crime, for this crime, for this crime, blah, blah, right? It's a whole thing. If I pull a gun on somebody, I know that I'm automatically facing 10 years. If I fire that gun, I'm automatically facing 20 years. And if I shoot somebody or kill them, that's 25 to life. You know, the 10, 20 life. I mean, there's rules in there and people know like if I do this this is what happens and maybe you don't know what it is and that's fine but it's wrote down somewhere so everybody's being held to the letter of the law here there's none of this we just decide when we want to decide and that's where I have an issue with it he just does whatever he wants yeah absolutely there was one thing I was I I just looked up and I just wanted to make sure um, I wouldn't misspeak on this or whatever do you know Roger Goodell never played a down in college or NFL. Did he ever play football Listen, at all? He played in high school. Played in high school. Man. That's wild. So what does he know about what these players go through? I'm going to tell you, here's one of the biggest things I've seen where the corruption of Roger Goodell was just right out there. And this was how they tried to play off the concussion thing back when also was coming out, you know, 
CTE and concussions and the NFL's bad for you. And he was coming out there saying, nope, perfectly safe. Nothing's going on. These people are crazy. And there was doctors coming out. And he was just destroying these doctors' reps by paying other doctors to go against them. And there was a documentary, and I, and I don't remember the documentary's name. I'd have to look it up. But there was a documentary, I believe it was on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it was laying out all this that was going on and how they were trying to bring up the issues to the NFL before it became a big deal. And the NFL was just trying to destroy these doctors' reps and shut them up. And, you know, so they chose at the Super Bowl that year to really start pushing their findings out. And some of these people, I think, were receiving death threats. I mean, it was just wild. The levels and the extent that they would go to try to just mask things that were going on. Because at the end of the day, Roger Goodell is about two things, his power and money. And I get it, the NFL's business. But at the same time, how are you not protecting those people that make the money? Because those players, if tomorrow all those players got up and walked out, the NFL would, would... be in a tailspin and struggling to try and fix it. Because, yes, you can pull in replacement rests that are horrible. We've seen it. Yes, you know, you could you could refill them with different coaches and stuff. But we don't watch for the refs or the coaches. We watch for them players, man. I watch the game to see Julio Jones, you know, when he plays three times out of the year, catch the ball over the, uh, you know, over the middle or, or a deep ball that's dropped into the corner by, you know, Matt Ryan or, you know, you're watching, you know, Patrick Mahomes throw behind his back to somebody. I watch to see that stuff. I don't care about these replacement people. Absolutely. But he doesn't take care of it, man, because he don't care. He does not care. He just wants to have absolute control and power. Something's got to give. Yeah, I mean, hell, I was looking at Paul Tagliabue while you were saying that right there, and it's just to see if he played you know, any collegiate sports. And he actually did. He went to Georgetown. Play ball. He was a baller. Play basketball. At least I got somebody that I know that knows what goes on through college. You know, as, as, a, as a student athlete. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, just so you're aware, the documentary, what's called, for anybody out there who wants to watch it, is called League of Denial. So it is a book and a documentary. Uh, it's a great documentary. I, like I said, I watched it and it talks about what's going on and how they, you know, tried to, to hide it and stuff like that. It's a, it's a wild documentary and it just shows the dark side of sports that are out there. So it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's rough. So I do want to kind of tag on something that is last minute here real quick and you have no idea about this. This is not something we discussed prior. Have you seen the headline that just came out with Mike Tyson going at Hulu right now for stealing his life story? No. Yes. Please tell me they asked permission. Mm-hmm. So, from what I what I just seen come across and what I've been reading here, Mike Tyson alleged that Hulu stole the rights to his life story and did not pay him for the bio show about him called Mike. So he has some very strong words 
Um, I will not 100% repeat them word for word, but I will tell you, he did shout out Hulu, and he said that in the cleaned up version, I am not a slave you can sell on the auction block. Oof. Hashtag Oof. slavery is over. Hashtag some choice words towards Hulu. He, he basically is saying he's going to come after them because he, he didn't give them the rights to his life story. He's not somebody you can just sell. You know, he turned him down or, or whatever he did. He didn't want to do it with Hulu. Whether it was just didn't want his life story out there in general or just didn't want Hulu to do it. And they pretty much are going forward with a show about his life, right? So I'm really curious to see where this is going to go because he's threatening to sue him. I mean, he's saying heads a roll. Mike Tyson is not one to play with, man. The dude is the dude is mellowed out to almost a flaw anymore. But when you wake up, old Mike Tyson, bad things happen. And so they're they're saying they're going to release this you know story on him at the end of this month, and he is not okay with it. He is not okay with it. He's basically stating that they're treating him like he is a slave. His words were, "You you never tried to engage any negotiations with this black man." Mm. So. This is a tough topic, and I don't want to dig too far. I don't want to get you know carried away, because I don't think it's a racial thing that was brought up. But I do believe you can't just do this to. I mean, I, I feel like you can't just do this to this man. You can't. You got to pay the man. Like you, you got to consult and pay. And I can, <laughs> I can feel, I can see why he's upset. I can see why he is relating it to slaves on the auction block. One hundred percent. I can see why he's relating. And I don't think he's meaning it because it's. I don't think he's meaning it because they're like, "Yo, you didn't want to come to me. You wanted, to, you know, but yet you would go pay a white man." I don't think it's that. I think that he is coming out and saying he is trying to further his point that you are treating me like property and not a human being. Yep. Come to me. If I say no, be on your merry way. So, what what is your thought on that, man? Does Mike Tyson somebody to play with? Um, uh, listen, I don't care how old he is. I'm not standing toe to toe that man. Listen, pay the man, consult and pay. You don't want to go through what, what, uh, Netflix had to deal with with Dave Chappelle, not that Netflix, um, Comedy Central. Well, you also don't want him to punch you like he did that man on that, on an airplane just recently either. Yeah. And then make you pay him. Like so, no, <laughs> Physical assault. <laughs> then do what he demanded of you. I beat you in this submission. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because... This rubs me wrong. Like, good God! I thought they at least, as I, as I, this was news to me. But I, you didn't consult with him. Oh no, buddy! You can't do that. Yeah, and I know this is traditionally away from our normal sports we talk about. But when it, when a yeah. headline comes out, something like this, I don't care what sport it's in. I feel like we may not know all details. We may not you know, be super knowledge on that sport, but I feel like you, you got to address it. And this one, like I said, just came across and I was floored. I watched a little, little, uh, little boxing here and there. When I grew up in my, in my household, we watched boxing. My dad was huge into it. My stepmom was huge into it. You know, like I seen it a lot. So 
I've watched Mike Tyson at a young age. Um, like this is this is the days where like the fight starts and you go in the, in the kitchen to go grab something and you come back and the fight's over with. Yeah, that's yeah, how this, electrifying Mike Tyson was. <laughs> yeah, and and look, don't get me wrong, Mike Tyson probably. I know a little bit about his life, you know, and, and he probably, you could probably make a very good documentary, something that people would hang on to and be like, yo, I didn't know that, or I gotta watch this. I'm sure you could, but you got to pay the man. I, I don't find it right. I mean, even when people write books about people, a lot of times, they they sit down with these people or their family or people close to them, you know, if they're passed away or something and they do it to so for you to just push this out it's not a good look the way mike tyson is describing you is definitely not a good look for you you definitely don't want to be related to a slave master i can tell you yeah. that that's not what you want to be related to and that is crazy yeah yeah so i just uh i just wanted to drop that little bit Sorry to kind of spring that on you, but I had to see what was your thoughts. So I'm shocked. Um, they better pay that, man. Well, today, I actually have three crazy stats of the week for you. So I, I'll go tell you what then. I'll drop a mine, and we'll just alternate back and forth. So okay. let, let me go ahead and throw this one out to you first. So on December 12th, 1953... The Green Bay Packers recorded five interceptions and recovered four fumbles. And they Who the still, hell were they playing? I don't know, but they still lost by 16 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Like, what do you want me to do? Sorry, more? sorry, Green Bay fans. Sorry, that one's painful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, what, uh, what you got for me? The Arizona Cardinals are older than the state of Arizona. The Cardinals were founded in 1898, while Arizona was granted statehood in 1912. What? That's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Eight... Say those two years again. The Cardinals were founded in 1898. 98, okay. While Arizona was granted statehood in 1912. So 14 years later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, I got you doing. I got you doing. We're going, I'm going to jump this one over to uh, the NBA here for a minute. So, Kobe Bryant, pay attention, uh, Master Guns, pay attention. Kobe Bryant is the first player to have both of his jersey numbers retired, 8 and 24. And I believe the 24 was, uh, he made, his stats were better with number 24 than it was with 8, wasn't it? Depends on what you want to look at. So when he was number eight, he had a better field goal percentage. He won one more ring, and, he, mm -hmm. and this was both ten seasons in each. Um, as 24, he had about two and a half more points per game, .2 more rebounds per game, almost half an assist more per game, and two more all-star selections. So I would say hmm, it's hard pressed. I would say Individual stats, he was better at 24. Uh, collective stats, he was better to me as number eight. As number eight. So, I mean, I agree. Three rings. So, what, uh, yeah, what's, your, what's your next one? What's your next one? All right. 
The Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks, their states became the first and only to date to legalize the recreational use of marijuana. Peyton Manning bought 21 local Papa John stores two weeks before it was voted through. <laughs> that man knew what he was doing. <laughs> oh my God, man. Oh man. So, uh, oh, you're going to legalize me? Hey, hey, hey uh, how many of those Papa Johns are for sale? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the price <laughs> I have to pay for them? Because uh, we can make it happen. Yeah. All right. So I got you. I got you one more, right? And this is a uh, this is just to show how old old uh, Tom Brady is, the goat here, as some people call him. I have a few other words I call him. Oh come on! Depends on what I'm watching. Depends if he's well, he's he's playing for Tampa Bay, so it depends on when they play on our team. What I call him. They are currently a hundred and four active players that were born before Tom Brady entered the league in April sixteenth of two thousand. Oh my gosh. This man been playing football longer than 104 other players have been alive. Tom Brady is two seconds older than Dirt and is arguably still a top five quarterback in the league. That hurts my feelings. All that. Wow. All of that hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah, let that sink in for a minute. That dude's old, man. That dude's old. Yeah, he is. I mean,. And he's still putting it at a high level. Um, somebody needs to uh, when he when he dies. Somebody needs to make sure they see if his uh, if he's an alien because that dude's not aging. Something's weird with do that guy. He, do you think he remembers the first meal he had during training camp of his very first training camp? I would like to say he's probably got his head smacked enough that he probably doesn't remember. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, twenty years of getting your head smacked in. I'm gonna tell you what. If this man doesn't have CTE, then he doesn't exist. It's got to be made up. It's like COVID, right? Made up. And what everybody else yeah. says. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding for you people that believe in COVID. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so real quick, before we, we roll out, I, I want to give a shout out. So each week I try to give shout outs to anybody that is out there putting out and taking care of us. So as everybody knows, we have you know Facebook and Instagram or Reddit. We also have... A buy me a coffee and this is where you can go and donate to help us keep running so it's buymeacoffee.com slash late to work and there's no obligation for anybody to, to donate whatsoever don't get me wrong that's not what this is about however what I'm wanting to do is when people do this I want to give them what's owed to them right they are contributing to keeping us up and running and to allowing us to make the show better so with that being said, Cordoba, Mr. Jesus himself, I want to thank you for your donation the other week to help this show continue to, to thrive. Um, it's greatly appreciated. All of y'all so far that have uh, have donated, Mr. Raymond, thought he'd slide through, the, uh, slide through without me, me figuring out it was him. I appreciate all y'all. We really do. So thank y'all so much. And uh, we hope to just continue to give y'all great products and give y'all more stuff to laugh at us and, uh, you know, be like, wow, I can't believe that. And to to argue with me when you see me because I know all of y'all like doing that. So thank y'all so much. With that, Vince, it is that time again for us to 
try to tie the show up and, and, and wrap it all up for this week. So I appreciate you coming out, Vince. I appreciate you, you uh you know, spending your time out here to, to throw some stuff out with me and uh give me a few laughs in between there. Yes, sir. Uh and if I could, um What you got? I would like to give out a shout out. Um so as y'all know guys, I actually stream. On Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I actually do a broadcast for a uh, a NASCAR series. Um, so the, the, the name of this, the, the league is HRL. Those guys have actually helped me with providing content to y'all on this podcast. So um, I want to give a, a shout out to HRL series, Cup Series, uh, Mr. Jack Bauer. That's his name whenever I uh, he's, he's racing and I'm broadcasting him on Tuesdays. <laughs> Um, but I want to thank y'all for helping me, um, you know, provide more content on this podcast as well as give me the opportunity to stream y'all guys, which is a very interesting race on Tuesday and Wednesdays. They are a bit chippy. Um, and these guys, this isn't like regular controller guys. These guys actually use steering wheels with the gas pedal and the brake and the shifter and all that stuff. So um, just wanted to give a shout out to HRL Cup Series. A little zoom zoom, huh? Yes, sir. Just a little bit. All right, well, hey, from me to them, I appreciate y'all helping us out. Like I said, everybody, go on there, check our social medias out. Please follow us. We also have a Discord. All of our links are on buymeacoffee.com, right? You can get on there. You can see all of our links to all of our different social medias. We got the Discord. We get in there sometimes to get it popping. We're talking about hot topics that come down. We're throwing them out there. I'm telling people they're wrong. They're telling me they're wrong or I'm wrong. Somebody's wrong. Who knows? But we're having a good time. <laughs> we're laughing. We're cutting up. We're clowning each other. And, and most of the time, uh, Vince just tries to come in there with his uh, sophisticated viewpoint. And so it, it's a good time, man. It, it really is. So please check us out. Follow us. And continue to stick with us and stay tuned to next week's episode so vince thank you for coming out today thank you for crushing it appreciate all the the facts appreciate the viewpoints the arguments everything so thank you sir yes sir thank you for having me of course of course and with that we close out another week of late to work sports thank you again and we'll see you next week 